Welcome to the third episode of This Side of Happy. I am Jeremy, your host, and if you've been listening for the past couple of episodes, I really want to express my gratitude. It really means a lot that you take time to maybe see if you can learn something, see if there's anything of value in what I have to say. Um, so thank you again for for stopping by. I'd like to stress, just like I have the past few episodes, the importance of navigating your mental health. I'm trying simply to give a little bit of information, a little bit of insight, and a little bit of perspective to hopefully living life a little bit better. But your mental health journey is your own, and I hope you access the courage that exists within you to get help in whatever capacity you might need because you deserve to explore and find your own happiness. This episode is going to be an introduction into really the first steps I took in tackling things differently after sitting with the issues I had dealt with for so long. If you had the opportunity to listen to my last episode, we talked about the idea of control and Control comes down to two essential components, what we say and what we do. And I'm glad that I did that episode last time because what I'm going to talk about this time is a book that really opened my eyes into trying to see the world a little bit differently. And that book is called The Four Agreements. It was written in the late 90s by Don Miguel Ruiz and his purpose for writing this was to provide four guidelines, or rather agreements, to living a happier life. It's a very simple book. It can take a very short amount of time to read it, but the foundations of it are incredibly important to me, and I think they're important to explore. The best part about this book that really resonated with me is you can start doing any of this immediately. You can begin doing this today, right now, at any point that you choose. And it will help. It helped me. It's helped millions of other people. And I think it's an incredibly important piece of literature, especially if you're trying to live life a little more happily, if you're trying to live life a little bit better than you might be now, just trying to improve This book, I believe, is a great introduction into doing that. So the four agreements all tie into each other fairly well, but I'll start with the first one that really is a reflection of what I talked about last time, which is that we control what we do and we control what we say. The first agreement that we must make with ourselves is to be impeccable with our word. The author goes into great detail about the importance of the word impeccable. Impeccable, whenever broken down, means without sin in Latin. Now, we don't need to approach this literally in the sense that we're talking about any sort of religious tenet or doctrine, but rather... The words we put out there, 
must be concrete. They must be a reflection of who we are. The words that we say so often have such little value whenever we decide to make a commitment to another person, to an event, even to ourselves. We fall flat. But we don't have to. We have the opportunity every day to speak clearly, speak honestly, speak transparently. We may not always be able to avoid uncomfortable conversations or situations, but we can always avoid a lapse in communication whenever we put honesty out there. Now, my hope is that whenever we do put our words out there, whenever we are transparent in our communication, we do it from as kind and as loving of a place as possible. But again, that's not up to me. Being impeccable with the words that we say reflects that we understand the responsibility that comes with wielding our communication. We must begin to speak honestly, directly, and transparently. I know that I have issues with this sometimes. It's not always easy to be perfectly communicative. But if you become aware of where your words come from, and what you want to say, and what you want to make clear. You'll know that you did your part. And again, that's one of the only things that we have control over. One of the two things we truly have control over is our word and our actions. When our words align with our actions, we are as close to being without sin as possible. And we can take more responsibility for our actions whenever we know that our word was in alignment with the person that we want to be, the person that we try to be, the person that we are. So I encourage you to notice when you may come across a person or a set of circumstances that might cause you to feel like you are a little more reserved, a little more closed off, and just try and speak openly and clearly more and more. The more you practice it, the easier it will be, and the more you will accomplish. The second agreement is a little more difficult to navigate, and that simply is that we must not take anything personally. I know how easy it is to feel like the main character of the universe, to feel like the main character of life, but everyone is the main character of their own story. Everyone is experiencing their lives from their unique vantage point, looking out onto the world with their eyes, with their doubts, with their ambitions. Life is not treating you a certain way because of who you are. And other people who don't know you aren't treating you a certain way because of who you are. Most people in the world have no idea you exist, have no idea that you're a human being, and they don't recognize you if they cut you off in traffic or if they don't thank you whenever you hold the door open for them. Of course, I am a huge proponent for recognizing other people going out of their way to do something kind, but if someone doesn't do that, we feel 
attacked as if it's an attack on who we are, but it isn't. Those people are experiencing their own lives. They're experiencing their own set of circumstances that we may not understand. There is a word that I heard probably eight to ten years ago, I'd imagine, maybe a, maybe my first or second year at KU. I don't remember how I heard it, where I heard it, when I heard it exactly, but it's a more obscure word that has resonated with me since, and the word is sonder. The word simply is the feeling that you get whenever you look at another individual and realize that their life is as deep and as complex, as confusing, as complicated as yours. We see faces in a crowd and they all blend together, but each person has a unique life, a unique set of how they see the world. And we must not take that away from them. And we must not let anyone take that away from us either. When we decide not to take things personally, we decide that we know who we are and we know what we stand for. We know how we want to interact with the world around us. And that's a very important part of learning about oneself. But it is still very easy for us to take things personally when life happens to us. So how do we fix this? We have to decide that the things that are happening to us more often than not are not happening to us personally. They're just simply happening. The less we label things as good and bad and take them as personal attacks, the easier life becomes. It becomes exponentially easier whenever we can detach from the idea that something has happened to us because of who we are. Let's make the conscious choice to let the little things just slide on by. Let's let them roll off because it wasn't personal. It usually isn't. And I would recommend really getting a stronger sense of, of yourself, of what your value is, of what your worth is. And when you have that at your core, something as insignificant as someone hawking at you in traffic or failing to thank you if you held the door open for them does not hurt your ego because it is not so fragile that it's able to be hurt by something so insignificant. There are many things in life that just simply happen. They don't happen against us. They don't necessarily happen for us. They just happen. And the little tiny things that we get so worried about, they weren't personal. So the less we take it personally, the more we can move on with our day and attack the things that really matter and really focus on the things that truly matter. The third agreement, which ties in very well to the second agreement, is that we learn not to make assumptions. The book explores the idea that making assumptions is one of the biggest causes of suffering for human beings. Because whenever we make assumptions, we don't take reality as it is. We know some aspects of what's going on, and then we try to put our own narrative or our own spin 
on it. When we assume what others think, it creates stress, it creates interpersonal conflict, it creates a breakdown of communication because something hasn't been inherently said, it has not been spoken, it has not been given to you as fact. But we make assumptions about it so we feel like we have an idea or a full story whenever we in fact don't. How often do we get in an interpersonal conflict because something wasn't said or because something was said and we made an assumption about it instead of having a clear, direct conversation with the other person? I know I've been a perpetrator of this before, and I imagine you may have been too. When we make assumptions, it does lead to suffering, guaranteed, because it puts us in a position where we listen to a narrative in our head that's inherently not true, at least not factually guaranteed to be true. It may be rooted in some form of truth, but it is not the truth. So the more we can avoid making assumptions, the more we can avoid true suffering because we have accepted reality as it is. We do not impose our own narrative onto it. We do not try to get additional sides of the story without having those sides of the story. We accept it as it is. And this, of course, as I mentioned last time, is a key component to happiness. Accepting reality as it is, is happiness. And this will lead me into the final component of the four agreements, which ties in very well to the other three because it can be applied to each of these. The fourth agreement is always do your best. Do your best with how you speak your word. Do your best with not taking things personally. Do your best with not making any assumptions. When we put in 100% of what we can give, even when things don't work out, we can live as close to regret-free as possible. There's no guarantee we'll live without regret. But when we live within the four agreements, we know that we do everything we can to live as close to reality as possible, as close to truthfulness. If you're only able to implement one of these agreements, I would recommend implementing the last one. Doing our best is the key part of knowing our potential. We can never guarantee outcomes. We can never guarantee success or failure. But we can guarantee that if we give 100% to whatever capacity we may have, we know that we did everything we could with the power that we had. So let's practice this. Let's practice putting our word out there impeccably. Let's practice not taking things personally, especially the little things that truly don't matter in the whole scheme of our lives. Let's practice not assuming what another person may be going through, why another person does the things that they do. And let's practice doing our best. Our best is never going to be what we think it is. It's going to be beyond what we can imagine. If we access that part of ourselves every day and do 
all four of these agreements in our day-to-day, we will be happier. That is a guarantee. We bring our mind back to what we can control, our word and our actions. Again, I really want to stress just how grateful I am for anyone who decides to listen to this. I don't do this for any other reason than to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone a little bit and to put a little bit of perspective out there that may help people. It may help one person. It may help 10. It may help 20. I have no idea. But to me, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the reach is far because that's out of my control. All I know is I come on here, I speak truthfully about the things that I believe. I don't make assumptions about how things will go. And if this doesn't resonate with people, I won't take that personally because I can't please everyone. But I will do my best with this because it matters to me. So I challenge you to find something that maybe you've been interested in doing something you've been interested in pursuing, and pursue it 100%. Whenever you are in that pursuit, be in it 100%. Do it. Do your best. Do it to whatever capacity you can, and detach yourself from the outcome. Detach yourself from how it may resonate with people, how good you are at it. Sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. And if you do your best whenever you suck at it, Every time, you will get better. It takes time and effort. Life is time and life is effort. So I implore you to try to abide by these agreements, if you can. And I ask you to do your best with everything that you do. My next episode, I don't have written yet, but... I'd like to focus on the mentality of being a human being and how everything that we perceive and everything that we experience is mental. So that'll be all I'll really say about that right now. But again, if you take something from this, that is amazing. If not, that's okay but I greatly appreciate you giving me the chance. And I hope that if you aren't happy, that you find a way toward it. Thanks again, and I will talk to you next time.